as we start this, what we're going to talk about heritage meaning the things that formed our spiritual beliefs, our spiritual practices, what has formed us into the pastors and preachers that we are. Tell us a little bit about your heritage and what it meant to you. You're listening to an ongoing discussion on life, leadership, and ministry. This is the Brian Sams Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Brian Sams Podcast, and I am Brian Sams, your host. And this podcast is where we talk about life and leadership and ministry. And uh, today is going to be an awesome episode. We have a brand new co-host for this episode alone, and I'm going to introduce him in just a minute. But today, uh, I'm excited to have with me a really great friend of mine, Pastor Steve Cox from Simpsonville, South Carolina. Steve, welcome. Man, I'm so glad to be here. It's it's such an honor to be on your podcast. Thank you. And and we're we're recording this about an hour before uh, a yep. meeting at our church. Yep. And I, it's called the Awaken Conference. And to be honest with you, brother, when I'm thinking about people that I would love to have come and preach, uh, you're always somebody that I'm always praying about and trying to get here to come. Yeah, and I just I'm really honored. appreciate your ministry. Yeah. I'm just excited to see what God's doing here. I, I was at the old property, and, um, and and to see what God's done already here at the new property, yeah. I'm I'm just amazed. Yeah, so. for those of you that don't know, we we uh, came from a little tiny church uh, building over in a really rough part of town, ghetto, yeah. and we had a fenced-in property to keep it safe. Yeah. We had 42 parking spaces. There was a crack house on one side yeah. of the street and, and uh, uh, blood donor, yeah. <laughs> the blood yeah. donation center. Yeah. And the Lord has blessed us. We just yes. walked the property today yeah. and um, we have a $7 million property it's beautiful. now. And beautiful. Yeah. If you ever get a chance, come check it out. Amen. It's a great place. And, and we're excited about your church too. Tell yeah. us just a, real quick about where you pastor and what's yeah. going on at Bible Baptist. I'm a pastor in Simpsonville, South Carolina, right there in Greenville County. Um, about a half a million people right there around us. Uh, Greenville County is a big county, but uh, we're if you know anything about Bob Jones University, we're about 10 to 15 minutes mm-hmm. from, from there. And uh, so right off 385, we have 20 acres. Uh, been there about three and a half years, and um, about, I don't know, maybe 85, 87 people voted us in, and, and God is just richly blessed Amen. Uh, in the last three and a half years. Had Folks a big day Sunday, saved. right? Had a big day. Uh, this is last friend day, uh, just uh, last Sunday, and had uh, a little over 500 people great, there. And I uh, had six or seven saved. We've baptized to date about 45 people this year. It's and, wonderful. Um, just God's been blessing. It's just been unreal. It's exciting so to see. Um, especially, yeah. I mean, I went to Bob Jones yeah. University, and, and I remember one of the things I always wondered when I was there was, you know, I just don't remember having a church like that. That yeah. was just so refreshing and seeing that many people say that's what we want to be. We just want to be a balanced church. Uh-huh. Uh, we reach about 40 to 45 students a week mm-hmm. and we run a bus up there. That's great. And so if anyone ever listening to the podcast knows of a student that would like to maybe get plugged in and serve at a local church, that's a student at Bob Jones, we'd love to reach. That's out awesome. To and I would just say yeah. this as somebody who went to a liberal arts college yeah it's not always organic to the experience. I mean, I know like if you're in the ministerial class, they're going to push you to do it. it, But, but most people just try to attend the church. But for those of you that might send your kids, you know, I'm sure there'd be somebody listening to this that has a kid at Bob Jones or knows somebody. What would be, what would would be the best way to reach you on that? Well, Bible Baptist church. uh, We of course, you know, our, 
my email, you know, pastorcoxbbcsimpsonville.com. You could call the church here. We're, we're again, Bible Baptists in Simpsonville, yeah. South Carolina. And you can look us up, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, just message us, you know, call me, Stephen Cox, and reach out like many pastors have done. And Amen. So we've got a good relationship with pastors all over the country because their students are starting to connect with our church through the university. It's wonderful, so it's wonderful. Great. And I will just tell you, this is a good, solid Bible preaching church with great music in the sense of spirit-filled yeah. congregational singing. I, I just didn't, I know when I preached yeah. there, I loved the time there, and I'm glad that Greenville has you in their mm-hmm. corner there. Thank well, you. hey, real quick, we got our, our new co-host today. I kind of fired Aaron, uh, <laughs> and I'm totally kidding. Aaron's obviously my associate pastor taking care of a lot of administrative details. We're in the middle of a conference here, and so Aaron is busy right now. But more importantly than Aaron being busy, uh, we got we got Jake Cox here. Jake, uh, good to have you tonight, man. Thank you. I'm honored to be on the show. Amen. Hey, we're glad to have you. Jake, uh, tell, us, tell us how old you are, where you go to school. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you like to do. I'm 13 years old, and I go to Woodruff Middle School, and I play basketball, football, and... Um, Football is probably my favorite sport. Amen. More violent. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You're bigger than me, man. Which I mean, I know that's not that's not saying a great deal about a guy that's five seven, yeah. but but you look, I I bet you're gonna hit he's, somebody pretty good. Yeah, he's a beast. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. a beast. Hey, and and Jake, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag this out there when we 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 post this. But uh, tell us what's your Twitter tag? Somebody out there um, might want to follow you, man. Jake the goat. 101. Jake the Goat 101. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So at Jake the Goat 101. And Jake, I really appreciate you driving down with your dad today, man. And and I I know I'm a preacher. We got, you know, my kids grow up in this environment and and it's good to see that you love the Lord and love your dad and and I I respect you for that, man. I'm glad you're here. And so, um today we're going to we're going to talk today about heritage. And the reason I had Jake and Pastor Cox here is because they they have, to me, in my estimation, a great heritage. Mm. Um, I when I when in terms of gospel ministry and church, I don't. We're we're yeah. we have a lot in common, Steve. Right. But one thing we don't have in common is I, I got saved when I was nineteen. Right. I never went to camp. I never went to I never went to a youth group. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up just in a rough situation. Was yeah. always in trouble. God saved my my soul when I was nineteen, and probably saved me from Amen. death and certainly from hell. And yeah. I'm boy, I'm thankful. Yeah. But you grew up in a completely different completely, situation. Yeah. And uh, just tell us. As we start this, what we're going to talk about heritage meaning the things that formed our spiritual beliefs, our spiritual practices, what has formed us into the pastors and preachers that we are. Tell us a little bit about your heritage and what it meant to you. Well, um, you know, my dad is celebrating his 35th year of pastoring the same church, Trinity Baptist in Moxville, uh, North Carolina. He's pastored 37 and a half years. I vaguely remember when he pastored in West Virginia. I was about five. Um, he pastored in Bolt, West Virginia, which is out in the mountains. I don't even know where that's um, at. That's, I grew up there. That's a coal mining town. <laughs> it's the hometown of little Jimmy Dickens. So oh, wow. someone listening, they remember the old country singer. But he was in that little town, about 500 people. And my dad uh, really didn't have a desire to pastor, and uh, he wanted to be an evangelist. And he was... Um, Saved at an early age in high school, um, he uh, uh, 
led my mom to Christ and, and got on fire for God. He was a deacon by 19 years old. Wow. And uh, his mentor, who's in heaven now, Frank Pittman, Pastor Frank Pittman, mm -hmm. uh, who was a legend in the hills of West Virginia, pastored um, there in Beckley, pastored Victory Baptist in, in Beckley. Uh, there, My dad was a deacon there. Well, my dad was called to preach under him. And um, anyway, um, just came out of the, never went to Bible college, Never went a day to Bible college. Uh, had a scholarship to Marshall University to, to wrestle, and hmm. he he turned that down. He didn't feel like that's the direction he needed to go. It was too wild for him. He stayed a couple nights in the dorms, and uh, there were some parties going on, and he he left. He called the coach and said, I can't do this. So he left the scholarship, left everything, started working in the coal mines, and uh, started doing some of those things. So, um, you know, the heritage that, that my dad has brought to me is a – is a heritage that is, uh, I've watched him endure things, trials, mm. that has just been, it's just been unreal to see him pastor all these years and still, I mean, he's still pastoring today. And it was a Bible-based conviction uh, that he did not, um, uh, he, he didn't force things down on us. It was a, it was a compassionate, grace-filled, mm. grace led um you know though he was my dad he was also my my pastor and so um you know we we just um i just watched him all them years and it, it really did something to me as a as a as a kid mm. i was saved at 13 um grew up in a christian school um i, I didn't really have convictions on my own it was more of a do it because mom and dad and then uh, I had to get it for myself. Mm, and mm, so I yes. went on to Bible college, graduated Bible college, came back and worked for my dad. Had, he never changed. I mean, the, the church is a, a great church. few things, though, that I got from him through the years was his love for souls. Wow, yeah. And, and I mean, he is so hungry uh, to lead people to Christ and so compassionate witnesses to everything breathing. <laughs> That's and great. Uh, matter of fact, uh, he called me yesterday. He's in the airport uh, preaching somewhere and I forget where it was, but he said, Hey, I, I got to, I got to uh, hand a gospel track out to Mike Tyson. Wow. And, uh, and he said, I didn't get much time with him cause he was boarding and I was boarding two different planes, but he was, he said, you know, I hope he reads it. I hope he, I hope he, he's such a gentleman. And I was thinking to myself, you know, uh, I remember one time in walking down the the the, the uh, tarmac there, and Anthony Davis, you know, the big big center now for the Lakers, uh, witnessing to him. And wow. again, a gentleman. Uh, both, uh, you know, took tracks, and you know, they had their their entourage with them. But I remember one time seeing a picture of you. I think you may have been preaching back at Trinity after you had become the pastor, and I remember you putting a picture. On Twitter, I think it was, yeah. and you—I think y'all had been at a hospital visit. And your mm -hmm. dad was out there leading somebody to the Lord all the time. It was not—it's just so common. And you've said some interesting things about him. I mean, I—you know—I think a lot of people would see him, and they—he's a strong preacher. Mm -hmm. He's a fiery yes. preacher. He's old school, old-fashioned. Old yeah. Even the, he even used the word "old timey." I've heard oh, him yeah. use that oh, word. Yeah. But you're saying, man, what stuck out to you as a predominant feature was really a heart for the great commission. He still, listen, he still works the bus route. Wow. Uh, he still, uh, I'll call him on Saturday. What are you doing? I'm visiting the bus route. You know, no pastor of 35 years, um, you know, should be, I mean, honestly, 35 years of, of he's always worked a bus route. Right. He drove buses. He still has a CDL license. Right. 
Um, that's unheard of. But sure it, is. He cannot. It's almost like he cannot back away from it mm. because he has such compassion for people. Wow. And wants to see it. And that's that was probably one of the the things that has stuck out in me more than anything in the world and the heritage that I've received uh, was, you know, there is a hell. There's people that's dying and going there every day. Mm. And it's our job as a Christian, mm. not just because I'm a preacher. I, my mother's a great soul winner as well. Mm. And I've seen my mother who, who um, she never has sung in the choir, never taught a Sunday school class. She's just such a, a quiet lady. But when she gets in front of someone, she pulls out that New Testament and there's something that comes over her and she she mm. leads soul after soul to Christ. And my parents, both of them, have passed down something to me that I want to pass to my son and my daughters. Mm. Uh, love for souls. Yeah. I don't want us to ever lose the vision of, mm. of people. Tell me, um, how, how do you think it is? Well, well, give me um, one or two things that you think creates that healthy environment for our kids. Um, like me, I'll give you one. I think for me, I am just hungry to see people baptized right? because baptism is the picture. Absolutely. So I want my kids to grow up in a church and you can't fabricate that, but I think it's a point of emphasis. Mm. I want my kids standing around me outside there whenever we're putting somebody under the water and they're yeah. seeing this yes. visible testimony. Is there anything else that you could say that's instrumental with you passing that heritage down to your kids that you think is? Well, I think you just said it. I want them to, to, to see it firsthand, but I also believe that it hinges on our spirit. As a parent. Wow, that's good. So like my dad, I never heard him complain about the ministry, never heard him complain about um, about, uh, you know, uh, having to do this or having to ah, I got to deal with this family or I've got to go out here today. And I wish I didn't have to go on the bus route or I wish I didn't have to baptize mm -hmm. up until a few years ago when he had heart surgery. He was baptizing all the converts. Sure. Now there, there's an assistant now that does all yeah, that. Sure. But um he he wanted to be in the water with the people. And he always said that I wanted to I want to be I want to hear the water. Mm. He said, mm. I, I want to always hear that. And I love that because the joy of the ministry for our our generation, um, the next generation is going to hinge on our spirit. Mm. And my mom and my dad, though, they weathered some major storms. Um, they never had a negative spirit. Awesome. I, I just don't think I would be sitting here with you, Brian, if if I heard my mom and dad constantly degrade the ministry, sure. degrade, you know, live a, it's almost a hypocritical life mm. where you go home and complain about everything. Then you get out in front of people. And Certainly not going to expect that your kids so, are going to crave. Yeah. And it's real. It's got to be real. Yeah. It's got to be real. And so we, we have, that. there's no question you and I and, and scores of others uh, more than that have this, I think revival of a genuine desire to be driven by the Great Commission yeah. in our churches. At the same time, we also are passionate about sound doctrine. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I haven't shared this story with many people, but people from time to time may think I'm not where they are. I yeah. hear that from yeah. time to time. But man, when it comes to what I believe, I believe it. Oh, yeah. Like this church we're sitting in was a Lutheran church, and uh, there was about 15 people left in this Lutheran church. If you can imagine this. Wow. Big auditorium, fifteen people in it, and they basically said, "If you if you just come over mm -hmm. and pastor us, you can bring your congregation. We'll even change the name of church, whatever you want to." And I said, "Well, we can do that as long as you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior and you've been under the water and baptism after your salvation." Yeah. Of course, they baptize as babies, right? Right. And we had a standoff, 
I could have had this building for two and a half million dollars or for free and in order, but mm. I would have had to bend yeah. on a non-negotiable biblical yeah. principle. Doctrine. You got to be saved yeah. and got to be baptized. Yeah. So we all share that. Tell me about how um, your your father and maybe others others that you grew up around formed and forged some biblical convictions, and what what how did they do that, and what what things maybe a few things that really became vital to your doctrinal belief. Well, you know, uh, I'll tell you where a, a lot of the doctrine that I learned as a child was at family altar. Mm. Um, we used to, this is old school, but my dad would play a tape every night of Lester Roloff. He had these devotional tapes. I mean, the old cassette tapes. My son, uh, Jake here, uh, he saw a cassette tape the other day and asked, what is that? Jake, so that's you don't the have a cassette player, do you? <laughs> uh, no, I do not. <laughs> that's great. So he's like, he's like Dad, anymore. what is that? And so, but but I used to set, we would set, Dad would say it was all, and there was a doorbell that came on. Those of you that are listening, you may know, maybe if you're old school, you may know these old devotionals that Lester Roloff produced. But then my dad, after he would give like a little five minute, Lester Roloff would read something and then he would give a little little devotion. And then my dad would come in and almost not re-preach, but make sure that we understood what he was saying. Wow. And so I'm talking about at a little child, I was hearing about why we believe that salvation is by grace through faith. Why I believe the Bible is the word of God. Why do I believe that we should be baptized? Well, then I would hear all of these things as a child. And then, of course, you know, the preaching behind the pulpit. Um, you know, when we were in our, our, at Trinity, you know, all the kids were in the auditorium. And so, you know, I remember seeing my first revival and then I seen an extended revival Amen. and all these people getting saved. I remember seeing a deacon get saved and uh, I thought this was just the most unreal thing. And so often I had many questions for my dad, you know, dad, why do we, w- what is this all about? So and he's going to answer questions. Was oh, he was he, he just was, pointing you right to the it word would of God? Never, he always, always, always made time. And mm-hmm. then, and, and I remember one night vaguely in his study, asking me to come over and open up the Bible and showing me some marked places in the Bible about things that we believe. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a that night to me was a special night because it, it was more than just family altar. It was. Son, I want to show you in God's Word. Amen. And I think parents and, and pastors and leaders, youth pastors, that's something we need to take time for. Mm-hmm. Is you know, It's cool to have a, a neat youth group. I was a youth pastor 14 years. It's good to have a fun group and a neat group and all that stuff. But, but the fun and games are great. But doctrine needs to be absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I think I think one thing that's happening in, in our generation, I would say, forties and down, early forties and down, people that we would know, a lot of mm-hmm. our friends, isn't there? It, uh, even a, I think there's a there's a a lot of times there's a why question, both in terms of children, even young preachers, and I think sometimes if you're not careful, a, a, a senior pastor can almost feel threatened by mm. a why. Yeah. But I actually think it's a good thing. It's a great I mean, I thing. Think I've got young interns here. I've got, I've got seven former pastors in yeah. my church. I've got men that want to be pastors. And I want there to be an atmosphere of, come and ask me, man. Please. Let's talk about this. Yeah. And if I don't have a biblical reason for it, I think there's a, an issue where we should be honest enough. Right. Say, so you would say you feel like your dad was 
Bible driven. Yes. In, in, in your upbringing. And that probably formed some really. He never cool created an environment where don't question me. Wow. That's good. Never. Because his generation. His generation at, was that yeah. way. Don't, and, don't question me. Because he would come out of that. Authority. I mean, military oh. type. He would very, very, uh, he had a very rough upbringing where it would have been more, you know, what I say you do. Mm-hmm. And that that's that generation thing. But he never used that. I never heard it from behind the pulpit. I certainly never heard it in our home. That's amazing. Where it was more, let me show you why we believe this. Now, listen, he had some strong beliefs and still does today. And I respect that. Mm. Like, I, I love that about him. He's not wavered one bit. So yeah. he believes it. But he would explain why instead of just saying you do, you know, that's why, because I said so. Mm-hmm. It was more or less, you know, here's why I believe it. And let's, let Which, me show you. You know, in all in all transparency, uh, if you don't know Pastor Daryl Cox, I mean, he he would have been in a circle of men yeah. that that could have been very much the opposite in some yeah. areas. Yeah. And, and yet, I'm sure it was at times. Yeah. But that's why, you know, my dad today. Um, he's still going. Yeah. You know, I know some of them other men that he was with, you don't hear, and I'm not, again, it's not uh, not a statement or a stab at anybody, yeah. but my dad is celebrating 35 years, right. still thriving, still seeing souls saved. And so some of the men that would have been in that group, you may not know where they're at today. Right. May not, they may not be pastoring. He just, may be some, so he's still going, and I think the reason he's still going today is because it wasn't just buying into a man's philosophy. That's good. He believed it because it's what he felt the Word of God said. He, yeah. he could show you. And so, Would you say, I'm sure the answer to this is yes, but I'm curious. I mean, you guys probably, I would imagine, in some fringe area, and I'm not just isolating your dad here, I'm just, in general, I would imagine that from your heritage, from that general heritage, there would probably be certain fringe things, applications, that you may not be exactly oh, no. yeah. practicing. I mean, sure, your churches don't look identical. Right. I mean, no, surely. I mean, no, no. even just sheer age yeah. would be different. I right. mean, you know, like when I took my this church, that the pastor had been there, he was like 70-something. And yeah. I mean, it just looked like an older right. church just because it was like Grandpa's yeah. house. Yeah. And I'm like yeah. middle age. Yeah. I'm 38 or whatever. So what do you think is the key to you being able to be your own man with probably peripheral things, not doctrinal yeah. things, but peripheral things that you would maybe be a little different than, than even your heritage that how would you, how do you think you guys are able to coexist and love and total support and, and still practice those peripherals a little bit? Right? I just, I think it comes down to respect. Mm. You know, I, I respect the men like my dad and my dad, like ultimately respect them. Mm. Like, some guys have just thrown all their stuff, you know, oh, that's you know, what they coin old-timey or old-fashioned, and they just throw it all out. Mm. And what they're doing when they throw it all out is they're throwing a lot of good things out. Sure. I mean, great things. Sure. Like, so though some of the old things kind of got idolized and maybe like what we call man's traditions mm. and, you know, for instance, our church uses screens to sing, and we don't have hymn books, okay? Just something like that. Right, yeah. My dad has hymn books, wouldn't dare have screens, yeah. okay? But he preaches for me and never opens his and mouth. And it would be one bit of an issue for would him. would never get behind the pulpit and ever even say anything because there's a respect factor, and it's not a hill to die on. That's great. And, and so we love so each key. other. We never mention it because 
the ultimate thing is seeing sinners saved Amen. and seeing people brought to Jesus the and, and the Word of God. Jake, I got one question for you, man. Tell me one thing that you, that you just really admire about your grandpa uh, and one thing that you think you've really learned from him. I've learned from my grandpa to... Um, um, to it could be anything. Yeah. I mean, it could be how to catch a good bass. I mean, you know, for all that um, matters. To love other people. Wow. To, um, because on this track it says we love all people. Amen. And um, he accepts all people, all kinds of people, and uh, to love people and stuff like that. Amen. There's nothing answer. greater yeah. than somebody can share with somebody. We have one minute. Here's what we're going to do. One minute. We're going to go back and forth fast. And I'm just going to share one thing that the older heritage and generation has instilled in me that I ain't, that I'm, I mean, that's just part of who I am. And, yeah. and although I've changed a lot and there are things I do a lot differently, these things they instilled in me that were powerful. Number one is a passion for the gospel. Yeah. And I don't mean, I'm not even talking about the Great Commission right now. I'm talking about belief in the doctrine of the gospel mm. that I'm not budget on. Yeah. You got it. My my thing would be the the preaching aspect. Mm. I, I love I love getting behind a podium or a pulpit and preaching. Amen. A lot of churches and things are going away from that. They're they're going in more of a teaching ministry. And there's a time for teaching, for sure. But I love oh. I love to pull out old YouTube videos of the old <laughs> and, and hear some just and they were preach. And those guys were preaching. Buddy, I mean, were uh, they ever never held back? Yeah. And there's something I would say that. A desire to see God do great things. Yeah. A dissatisfaction with just a church that's not growing or not moving yeah. or not, you know. I, am too. I, I love, love that. that. I do too. Yeah. I love to see it. That old generation that were visionaries, yeah. a lot of them had the, I mean, you think about the the big churches back yeah. in the 70s, yeah. 80s, and 90s. It was because a man had, you know, the where there is no vision, the people perish. Oh, yeah. I love the fact that they were, Lee Robertson's, Jack Howells, they had the, you know, even beyond that and other men had that vision. Yeah, that vision. And they were not satisfied with a dead church. Absolutely. And we should never get that way. Absolutely. I think one more thing I would say is um, a focus on evangelism. No doubt about it. There's no question about it. The Baptist, solid fundamental Baptist men of yesteryear, whether they were independent or Southern Baptist, they... We're passionate about souls. Oh man! They'd weep over them. They'd be concerned about baptisms. They'd be concerned about people's families yeah. being put back together. Got one more? I do. Revival. Oh yeah. Revival. Amen. You know that's something that a lot of people has given up on. Mm-hmm. And that old generation. Mm-hmm. I love reading the books about the revivals. Mm-hmm. That revival can still happen. Amen. It starts with a personal revival, and then it can leak over new church. Amen. I wish we had more time, but it's been great, Steve. I mean, I love you. You're just an encouragement to me. And, and, and we're getting ready to have this service and it's going to be a wonderful night. And, um, thanks for your time. Thanks for driving down here and preaching. Jake, thanks for being here, man. Your first podcast, right? He's popular now. You're good. Hey, and and that's, uh, Jake the Goat 101 on Twitter (laughs) and on Instagram. And Instagram. (laughs) So, uh, when we post this, uh, we're expecting, uh, Kayla, thousands, I mean, uh, thousands of Jake to get this, this, this boost to just really come. Uh, this has been the Brian Sams show. My name is pastor Brian Sams, where we teach you some things about life, leadership, and ministry. Thank you for joining us. God bless you guys. Have a great night.